630 Chad presents the Elks this week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game from the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Good Saturday morning, everybody, and welcome to an extended play edition of the Elks this week here on 630 Chid. I am located for the next hour today as we've added an extra 30 minutes to the program, uh, located uh, just outside the Elks team store here at Commonwealth Stadium, where they're uh, going to open up at 10 o'clock this morning, but uh, they're getting busy right now. They've got everything set up for uh, what is going to be the fan appreciation sale uh, today. Great deals. The entire store, 20% off. If you're a season seat holder, 30% off. So great deals for you here at the Elks store. They are open uh, 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. today uh, with this uh, great fan appreciation sale. So if you got a, an Elks fan on your Christmas list, uh, this is the day to get that Christmas present uh, for that person because it's uh, it's as good as you're going to get as far as prices go. 20% off for everybody, 30% off for Elks season seat holders. Just one more reason, just one more perk, as Victor Kui likes to call it, for uh, season seat holders. Uh, we're going to talk to a couple of players today. Uh, during the show, we're going to check in on the Elks news of the last couple of weeks as well. And there has been plenty of it, especially this week, with some players being uh, released by the club and signed by the club as well. But uh, we're going to start things off uh, today uh, talking to a mountain of a man. Jamin Pelly joins us. Hey, Jamin, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you. Uh, you're from Calgary, so cold weather's not bugging you this week, eh? No, not well, at all. Well, it bugs everybody I know, <laughs> but you're just more used to it than anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely more used to it than, uh, you know, my American uh, counterparts. But, um, you know, I uh, grew up in Calgary, so, you know, we get a little bit more Chinook, so it's a little bit warmer, I have to say, you know. But uh, this winter hasn't been that bad, I seem, uh, from from the looks of it. Yeah. So This last week's been tough. Calgary, you get you get the highs and the lows more, right? You yeah. get a little bit more of a roller coaster oh, yeah. ride with winter because sometimes uh, the snow even melts, right, during the, yeah. during the winter. Oh, and man, then... yeah, you have one day where we'll have no snow, grass is showing, and, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's good, but... You know, it's 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 tricky because the next day you're looking at maybe six feet of snow or something like that. So. Yeah, do you, that is that was it a tough situation for you when you became a member of the Edmonton Elks? I mean, you grew up in Calgary. Were you a Stamps fan? Uh, no, no, I, I I was and I wasn't. You know, there was times where uh, I ventured off to other teams. You know, just being a kid. Uh, but I definitely did look at that org- organization. There was like a lot of special players that I looked up to on the, on the teams throughout the years. Uh, you know, Charleston Hughes being one of them, and now I'm going against them. So it's a it's a pretty surreal feeling. Uh, you know, and then, it wasn't hard becoming an Elks fan. Good for you. Uh, D. Lyman uh, from the Elks, Jamin Pelle joining us here on the Elks this week. Um, tell me about your first year in the Canadian Football League. First off, you went through the supplemental draft, uh, became a member of the Elks, uh, rookie season this year. What was it like for you? Uh, you know, the best thing I can label it as is uh, a learning experience. You know, it was just, uh, it was a lot of, uh, you know, learning that's 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 the biggest part was learning the game at a higher level you know you got better coaches teaching you better techniques you know and uh it's it's the minor things and paying attention to little little details you know it's a it's a big thing but it's also a small thing it makes it very very you know pinpoint where you have to look at and it's a it's a lot more technical you played before this year you hadn't played for a while right because of the pandemic and and you were in junior football you played for the u dinosaur unit you the calgary dinosaurs as well for a while was that a bit of a hindrance for you when was when did you play before this season when was the last time um, you played? yeah so the the last time i actually was in football pads would have been the vanier cup in 2019 in montreal where uh you know uh, we beat the montreal carabins and uh won the Vanny Cup. So that was the last time I was in pads prior to uh, rookie camp uh, 2022. That's a long stretch. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was good, and 
I kind of looked at it as a blessing because I didn't come off of you know U Sports uh, speed of the game. I came off of not really playing the game no in a speed. while. So I, it just it just this was the new speed that I had to learn. It wasn't like I had to unlearn the speed of U Sports. I just had to keep this pace. So it was it was a blessing and a curse. You know, I, it it kind of came to me pretty quickly I would find uh, you know by week week two week three I, I felt like I was pretty much getting in there and then you know I just feel like I progressed a lot throughout the year and it felt good it felt like a good season uh, personally you know like obviously not where we want to be uh, team wise but you know I we have a lot to look on uh, for the future and it's, it's pretty bright you, you kind of eased into it too because you had rookie camp first to kind of get uh, get the rust knocked off a little bit before you went to main camp that must have been a, a real helpful thing, experience yeah yeah rookie camp was uh, rookie camp was a beast in itself uh, it was it was a Jones rookie camp let's not <laughs> let's not forget that one so you know there's lots and lots of reps on there and uh, you know it was it was good it was it was a good uh, good time to dip my feet into so yeah oh yeah all right uh, number 96 Jamin Pelly with us here on uh, the Elks this week on 630 Chit as I mentioned we're uh, located uh, until 10 o'clock today just outside the Elks team store at Commonwealth Stadium where they have fan appreciation uh, going on today. Uh, 20% off for everybody, 30% off for Elks season seat holders. Uh, uh, Jay Min, you mentioned Chris Jones a little bit. Um, uh, tell me about getting to know him. Uh, I imagine you got to know him after the supplemental draft. Uh, did you have any contact before that? Uh no, no, not really. Um, you know, I think once my name got it added to that list, it kind of brought him up, on, uh, brought me up on his radar. And uh, you know, it was good conversation the whole time. I've, I actually came to Edmonton before getting drafted a couple times. Uh, the first time just to, to meet with them and meet with some CFL, uh, some CFL staff higher up. And uh, you know, that was good. That was during the uh, regional combine. And then uh, I came back here for for testing, met with the whole entire coaching staff, and you know, uh, from that day on, I fell in love with them. You know, they they showed me a real sense of family, family, and you know, brought me in and took care of me. So, forever grateful for meeting them. And Jones, yeah, I definitely love that coach, man. So, yeah, I, now he gets a knock about you know he's he's kind of a mysterious guy to get to know a little bit. But the one thing I've learned over the years, and you know, he was here in fourteen and fifteen, and uh, now last year, uh, is the players love him. Players love playing for Chris yeah. Jones. Oh, yeah. He's, he's definitely a player's coach, and, you know, uh, he, he gives you that extra fire up your butt um, to, you know, go after it for him, and he definitely makes you want to play harder for him in a sense, you know, and, and put the game plan that he sets on, on the page Put it, put it to work and uh, execute it for sure. So and uh, and and he's honest. I hear that's what what I hear from a lot of guys. Uh, if he likes you, he'll tell you. If he doesn't like what you're doing, he'll also tell you and make sure you and try and help you correct things. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's it's almost like he, it's not that he doesn't like you. It's just that he'll tell you what to do to make him like you. If that makes sense, uh, you know, he'll give you the keys to do right. And if you do right, there's no problem. Like that's I think that's how the world works in every way. You know, you have to do your job. If you do your job, you get paid. You know what I mean? Like, so I, f I feel like he's very, a very, you know, straight to it and wants to get it done. And I mean, I got to respect a man like that, you know? So, yeah, for sure. Uh, he's your head coach. He's your defensive coordinator, your D line coach. Uh, how'd you like Coach Maxi? Oh, Maxi, uh, great guy. And, uh, you know, from what I hear, since I haven't, I've only been in Edmonton for, for about a year now. So, um, from what I've heard, the city loves him. And, and, you know, like the fans behind the team, they really push for Maxi. And that's one thing that I'm, I'm not really familiar with, you know, like not having a big name coach or a few of them at least. Um, 
but like it's kind of cool to see how fans will cheer for a coach rather than the players too you know what i mean yeah. so it's definitely a cool experience i'll tell you one thing about coach maxi which a lot of people don't realize is and, and this is how appreciated he is and how much people like him he's been the defensive line coach i think for four head coaches now uh, and, and so he just keeps getting his job back. Doesn't matter who the head coach is, he just keeps getting his job back. That tells you something about it. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, like, like knowing him personally and him being my coach personally, like, I can see why. There's, there's definitely, there's definitely a reason why he's been back. And a legend when he played too. Great, oh yeah, great player and a member of the uh, Peters. Uh, yes, the Baltimore Stallions. I was going to say oh. the team that won the Grey Cup. Grey Cup. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he was on the team that won the Grey Cup in Baltimore. Yeah, right? I heard about what that. Was that 26, 27 years ago? Now. Yeah, yeah. He has a lot of stories back in those days. I've heard a bunch of them. So I mean, there's great guy. <laughs> lots and lots of stories from him for yeah, sure. I'll bet. Did you have this year in your rookie season uh, CFL moment? Like I'm here now. Welcome to the CFL. Um, oh, geez. Uh, there's two of them. There's the first time I walked into BC Place and they packed it out. You know, that was pretty, uh, a pretty cool experience. Um, that was more of like the fans, you know, the game, like the energy. That was that was a pretty like, wow, I'm, I made it kind of moment. Um, but then there's a moment where I got got, and that was by number four, Adam Big Hill in Winnipeg. You got in got. Winnipeg, I got got, and that was that was more like, welcome to the league, kid. Yeah, that was that was a bad one. I think you missed a game after you got got, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I missed one after that one. Yeah, well, I mean, shout out to him. Uh, good guy, big guy, uh, and he's he's doing his thing over there in Winnipeg. So yeah, he was. I, I'll I'll take you back to the uh, the last game the Yonks played in Winnipeg, and and we're watching it. And on those third and one situations, and there was a lot of them that night in Winnipeg uh, back in October. And uh, he's like he comes over the top of that pile like a rocket. Man, just just flies over and shoots like no no care for whatever happens after he jumps. Like, he's talking just, to Loxley, and I'm saying like <laughs> like what is that like knowing he's coming at you like yeah. that? must be frightening like for yeah. me even if i were to see that i'd probably get a little bit timid there so yeah i don't i don't know how loxley does it but i mean all the power to him yeah for sure was that the hardest you've been hit this year or ever uh, probably ever yeah, yeah that was probably the hardest i've ever been hit uh definitely definitely huge dude coming down hard so uh, your year this year uh, i was just looking at your stats uh, 11 tackles in 16 games seven in the last five uh, does that in, indicative of how you progressed this year and how you kind of got into it and started to play better as the year went along? Yeah, absolutely, I think, for sure. Um, you know, especially my last game, I think I had three there. Uh, you know, and that was coming from BC, so I played them three times or two times prior to that. And, you know, just from the pr progression and the growth from, you know, game one to, you know, even coming into starting in the second half of the season, uh, you know, due to injury, started I, I think it was like about six games seven games around so, there yeah. and you know coming off of that like it, it kind of forced me to to step up and I feel like I did you know being in that nose position it's a little bit different and a lot of people don't understand that it's a it's a lot more dirty work it's not you're not going to get the tackles you're not going to get the sacks you know if, if you're looking at film the nose guy always has at least two on him every time so you know it's a little bit of a different game and especially in the CFL you have to learn um, you can't always put pressure. You have to kind of read more and stuff like that. It's just a lot more technique in it, um, you know, especially coming from U Sports where my biggest thing was just pushing guys back and getting sacked. So. Yeah, it, it, the guys in the middle on the D-line, they do the work for the guys in the end, right? The, yeah. the guys in the end get the sacks. They, they're they the sexy guys, right? They oh, get yeah. the sacks. Guys oh, in the middle yeah. do the work. No, right? absolutely. And, I mean, it also goes hand-in-hand because hand, I'm not going to say that nose, the nose player can't get sacks because there's guys on my team that Jake's do get right, sacks. No. Exactly, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it just it just goes in hand, you know, working together. I think sacks come as a unit, you know, because you are four, three, rushing five. 
So if one person is not doing the part, you know, it's kind of harder for all the rest of them. So it, it goes hand in hand with everyone. So, I mean, when Jake would get a sack, I felt like somewhere deep down, somewhere it was my sack too. Yeah. But, you know, he got the sack for it. So Yeah, indeed. All right. I, I mentioned earlier, I, I called you a mountain of a man. Now, you're listed at 6'3", 320. Was that your playing weight this year? Was that where you uh, I was about 330, and I think that height's a little bit off. I think I'm a little bit taller than that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the, the weight, the weight, yeah, I was about 335. Yeah. So I'm, a little, I'm about 15 pounds heavier than that one. What so. you What'd you play at when you're playing college oh, ball? Oh, you're gonna expose me here. Uh, well, I'll tell you. I didn't the, mean to go there. In the Vanny Cup, in the Vanny Cup, so 2019, uh, I weighed 405 pounds. Excuse me. 405 pounds. Wow. In yeah, the game. Yeah, in the game. Yeah, playing. And you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think my weight had anything to do with it. I feel like I, I carried myself very well at that weight. And, you know, I, I, in that game, I played very, very well. I had two and a half sacks, I think four tackles for a loss and seven total tackles. So, I mean, I did very, very well in that game at 405. So That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a, you're a big man then. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, it's hard to stop a guy who's 405 pounds and oh, coming geez. towards you. You yeah, know, yeah. obviously, it's not you're big, but you're in good shape. You know? Oh, yeah. You're and, not like an average 405 pounds, especially, right? Especially then, I, I feel like I was, I was in very, very good shape. Like, I felt like I might have even been a little bit faster on the top end even at 405 now so yeah obviously though i think because of the athleticism in the cfl you probably that's probably one of oh, the yeah. reasons that's, why you brought it down yeah that's the biggest thing and you don't see especially uh north of the border you don't see guys even mostly over 310 pounds in the d-line uh that's more like that weight once you get up there you're talking to o-line which you know i was placed in edmonton here on the o-line as well so um but that's yeah that's more statistically an o-line weight you know um especially up north so mm -hmm. yeah for sure uh you, you had a touch of the o-line a little bit um i think in in rookie camp you were o-line uh you going back and forth kind of all season long did you ever play any o-line in a game a preseason game or um was, no so so the first game that we had in preseason was the winnipeg game in winnipeg and uh you know five minutes into warm-up um our starting nose tackle uh, said that his his calf was hurt and he got a he got a calf injury, and I think five minutes before going into the game, they told me that I began defensive reps with no practice during uh, rookie camp, main, main camp, nothing like that, no practice, just going straight into the game. I didn't know any of the plays. They just said go straight up the middle and do your thing. And uh, you know, I I took my opportunity and. I did the best what I could with it, and, you know, it actually landed me back on the D-line for the rest of the games, uh, but not for the rest of the camp. So after that game, I went right back to the O-line, played the whole week of O-line practicing, and then the game came, got the D-line. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of a unique experience. I had no defensive reps in practice, only in game. It was kind of cool, but yeah, definitely you learning. Did, you did all right? You felt you did all right that oh, week? Oh, uh, at O-line in practice, I felt like I was learning a lot, and, you know, it was, it was just a, a big... A big change because I've never played O-line before and, uh, you know, unlearning the, the techniques of D-line, you know, not grabbing, not pulling, uh, you, you can't hold. So that was a big step and a big change and I felt like I was getting the hang of it near the end of camp. Um, but in the game, I feel like I did the best for what I was asked to do based on not knowing the plays too well, you know, just trying to do what I could on the field and I feel like I did pretty well. Um, and obviously the coaches did too because they moved me back there. So. All right. Uh, we're we're going to take a break right now. I've got some more with Jamin Pelly uh, coming up from the Elks. Uh, this is the Elks this week on 630 Ched. We're just outside the Elks team store right now. 20% off uh, from 10 till uh, 2 o'clock today. 30% uh, off if you're a season seat holder. So come on down. If you've got a Christmas list uh, for an Elks fan, uh, come down. It's probably here and you can get a, get a hold of it. We'll talk more with Jamin Pelly uh, when we come back uh, on the Elks this week on 630 Ched. 
more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Extended edition today of the Elks this week. We're going for a full hour. We're here till uh, 10 o'clock. And when I say here, I mean just outside the Elks team store. They're getting set to open up at 10 o'clock this morning. It's uh, the fan appreciation sale. Uh, 20% off for everybody, 30% off for season seat holders. Uh, Jamin Pelly, Elks uh, D. Lyman, uh, joining us uh, on the program right here. Uh, you ready to sign some autographs? Today's going to be a lot of people here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm a big guy for all the fans. I love I love kids. I have kids. Uh, you know, uh, one thing that I like to do, especially, like, I've done it for the fa- past few years, junior youth sports. Is uh, I like to collect all the gloves that I've that I've worn in the games, and I like to give them in a bag, keep them in a bag, and then at the end of the game, our last home game, I like to bring them out to the fans and give them to kids. So that's what I did at the end of this year. So uh, I talked to a few parents, and uh, I think that there's there's three kids that I want to give some game worn cleats to and stuff like oh. that. I'm, I'm big for the fans. I love the kids. Uh, I like growing the game, especially at a youth level in Canada. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's covered as much, especially as in the States. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing that I was introduced really, really early to uh, due to having older cousins and stuff like that. So it's one thing that I'm very passionate about is growing the game of football up here in Canada. So Excellent. That, that's terrific. That's that's so cool to hear. Uh, and the meetings with the fans post-game this year weren't that much fun because there was no wins to meet afterwards. Uh, how how hard was that on, on you guys? I know the fan base, obviously it's hard on them. It's hard on everybody when, especially it's gone through two seasons now, and obviously that's a big goal for for next year to get yeah. win the first home game just to get it over with. But how tough was that on you guys? Uh, that's absolutely heartbreaking to us. Uh, you know, like that's one thing that we definitely, definitely wanted to do every every game is bring one home game, at least one home game uh, to Commonwealth Stadium. And, you know, it, it's unfortunate that we weren't able to do it. But, um, you know, as the players, as a player and, you know, my fellow teammates, like that really, really upset us, you know. Uh, it was one thing that we really tried to accomplish. And, you know, when it when it didn't happen it was it's kind of heartbreaking especially there uh, last at that last game uh, it was kind of a surreal moment that we didn't that we didn't get it done. So yeah, uh, and close a lot of times too, which was, makes it even even Very worse. Close. Probably. You, you, we were talking before we went to break a little while ago about uh, you playing some on the O line. When did you get approached about that? When did you know that you were going to get uh, uh, moved across to the O line? Um, and this is this is not this is a new experience for me. Uh, you know, I came into to rookie camp. Uh, I believe it was on a Friday that we had our orientation, and then we had physical Saturday and stuff. So I came in on Saturday morning, and I just wanted to put my bag down in my locker so I went to the defensive room and I was looking at I was looking at all the names in the locker I'm trying to find Pelly 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 and I couldn't find it so I went to the equipment manager I'm not and, cut, am I <laughs> yeah that's what well that's what I thought I was like dang like already like geez so I went to the equipment manager and I asked him I was like hey like uh, I couldn't I can't find my locker could you show it to me he's like Oh yeah, you're in the offensive room. I, did, I I thought it was kind of weird too. Aren't you aren't you a defense tackle? And I was like, yeah. So that's kind of how I fought. I found out was you know getting put put in the offensive locker room. So so you never got a vote. <laughs> no, no, no. But they they did mention that that was something they were kind of looking at just to see because I do have like I said that bigger body. You know, like it's not custom to the CFL game. Bigger field. Mm-hmm. You know, defensive players have to be a little bit faster. Um. So you know, yeah. They they did tell me they wanted to try me out, but I didn't know it was going to be Johnny on the spot. So I think you'll be on the D-line at training camp this year. Don't worry. You'll be in the defensive room, <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Uh, before we let you go, Jay Minnan, thanks for your time uh, today. Really appreciate it. Jay Minnan Pelly from the Elks D-line. Uh, how are you spending Christmas? Where are you going? What are you doing? Um, on f- 
I'm going back to Calgary. Yeah, I'm going to go okay. visit it's some okay. family it's in Calgary. Town, right? Yeah, I know. I just get a lot of I get a little animosity from uh, from some <laughs> of the people down here when I say I'm going back to Calgary. But hey, it's all in love. Uh, but definitely, yeah, I'm going to go back home, spend some time with some family. Uh, you know, I just had a baby uh, mid-season. I think it was a few hours after our game in Sask. Uh, Coach Jones dropped me off uh, at uh, the Grays Hospital. Great nuns. Yeah, Grey Nuns. He dropped me off on after the, team the home bus. game. No, after the well, after the SAS game. Okay. So we were flying back. Okay. He dropped me off on the team bus, and we went and had a baby. Wow. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's good timing. Oh, great timing. That's, that's yeah. good timing. Yeah, yeah, Thank her for that, eh? Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's nice. That's one more good story about Chris Jones that people yeah. don't know, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Great yeah. guy. So, yeah, I'm going to go show off the new baby at home in Calgary. So Excellent. Well, that'll be uh, that'll be special. I, I thank you for your time, J-Man, and uh, have a great Christmas. And uh, right. you're coming back after Christmas, and then I guess you get serious uh, with the workouts. Yes, sir. If you, if you aren't already. But oh, uh, yeah. January in, is where you guys really buckle down right yeah oh yeah i was into it a day after after the game so yeah i was a little, little sour taste in my mouth so all right uh jamin pelly thanks for your time man appreciate it thank uh, you for having wish me. you all the best merry right. christmas Take and uh, have merry a good christmas. holiday and then uh, we'll see you back uh, in the new year that is uh, jamin pelly from uh, the uh, edmonton elks working on the uh, d line and uh, heading to calgary for christmas but that's okay we don't mind uh, he's going to be signing autographs here today and uh along with uh, aaron grimes jake serezna is going to be here mike dubasan is going to be here as well so come on down and say hi and take advantage of uh, some of the great deals that are going to be uh, taking place in the store uh outside uh, just at uh, commonwealth stadium we're outside the store we'll be here till 10 o'clock today uh come by and say hi and get yourself some great deals this is the elks this week on 6 30 chip more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Hey, good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome back. Uh, we're uh, located today outside the Elks team store. They're just getting set to open the doors here today. They've uh, partially got things going here. It's going to be a great day for an Elks fan. If you're looking to buy something uh, for yourself or for uh, someone who, uh, for Christmas, 20% off everything in the store for everybody. If you're a season seat holder, 30% off. They're open 10 till 2 today for fan appreciation sale day. So uh, get on down and uh, not only get some great deals, but meet some players. Uh, you got a chance to meet Jamin Pelly, who we just talked to in the first half hour of the program today. Uh, Aaron Grimes, we're going to talk to in a moment, is here. Uh, Jake Serezna and Mike Dubasan will be here signing autographs as well a little bit uh, later on. So uh, come on down and uh, get some good deals, get some autographs, and have some football talk with some uh, members of your Edmonton Elks. Uh, before we get to Aaron Grimes, quickly, uh, just some uh, some of the uh, the news of the week over the last couple of weeks from the Elks. They've signed a lot of players, um, and uh, some of them uh, have uh, pretty good pedigree. They signed a couple of guys who played for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, the year they uh, won the Super Bowl. So that is pretty cool to see a couple of uh, uh, defensive uh, backs signing with the Elks from uh, KC Chiefs, uh, Kansas uh, Kansas City's Super Bowl win. They also released a few players yesterday. Uh, news came out. Uh, Jerron Carter among them, along with Treston Deku. That one kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, he played and started all 18 games for the Elks this year. Uh, Jeff Richards also released, so three defensive backs released. Um, uh, Keyshawn Lussier-South, uh, uh, Brady Sheldon, and Tony Washington also released. Washington talked about uh, it on social media saying it was a mutual decision. I think if he's going to play again, I think he wants to play out east. He lives in Montreal now, and I think he wants to play uh, closer to home. So that's uh, that's the majority of the Elks news this week. You can also hit GoElks.com and check the transaction page for everything that's uh, gone on there. Uh, a, a lot of new 
defensive backs have signed. Some have been released. Uh, one guy we hope to see back in the defensive backfield next year is uh, Aaron Grimes, who joins us now. Hey, Aaron, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing uh, doing very good. Thank you. Thanks for coming over. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Uh, as Every time I talk to you, I always want to start with an update because if people see your social media as they see you working out, they see you doing things, they see you getting back. You didn't play a lick last year. Uh, well, you did. You played a little bit in a preseason game and hurt right. your knee mm-hmm. uh, and had surgery. Uh, and uh, the comeback is is going well from what I can understand when we've talked before. Yeah, it's going great. Um, just this week, you know, I picked up um, some sprinting, picked up the speed, the intensity. Um, you know, should be doing some change of direction here, hopefully, you know, crossing my fingers in the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, so the plan all along, um, the mindset was just to be able to have a full off season of training, sport specific training before training camp starts next year. And I'm, you know, more than ahead um, of schedule, you know, for that. So optimism is still there. Smile is still there. Um, getting after it, you know, working my butt off to make sure that I'm healthy. What was this season like for you? I mean, you watched every game. I know you worked a little bit up in the uh, in the spotters booth, uh, but how difficult was it for you to be around the team and not be able to take part all season long? Honestly, um, I can't really put it into words just how difficult it is. You know, we sacrifice so much for this sport and, you know, um, move my family up here. This is where I want to be, um, and, and this is what I want to do. And then I get news that I'm going to be playing all year. Um, it was difficult, uh, you know, but us as athletes, um, physically, I think we can overcome a lot, right? Injuries aren't that bad physically. It's the mental aspect of it. And I had a lot of great people in my corner, um, you know, my family, you know, my wife and kids always there to support me, making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and keeping me locked in mentally. And that's that's why I am where I am right now and why I'm so far along in the process already um, is because I've had a lot of support and I've had, you know, luckily the mental capability to overcome the injury. Um, so coming in and... <laughs> on game day right people are getting ready for the game and i'm still getting goosebumps because it's game day but i'm not playing right that i've never missed this much time in my career and, and that was extremely hard to say the least yeah it, this isn't the same knee this is the other knee right yeah from, from 2019 right which you would have missed a whole season that year too but there was no season to miss so everybody was in the same boat that year right well that year i actually did it in week 16 right so mm-hmm. i missed two games that year and then i had uh, seven and a half months to rehab in the off season before training camp started yeah. again, and so my goal that year was to be ready by early on in the season, right? So maybe I would have missed a couple more games before I was, but I was actually cleared for foot for contact before May of that year. Mm-hmm. But then the season got canceled, right? So kind of a blessing and a curse, right? Because I, I worked my tail off to be able to show up to training camp and say, "Look, I told you I could do it," and then the season got canceled. So that hurt, but it gave me a year, another year of rehab to get it done. So like you said, I didn't end up missing anything. I missed two games, right? This was much different, right? Um, new coaching staff, new excitement around the building. Jones is back in town, right? Victor, there's all the buzz. I'm having a great camp. And about three minutes before the starters get taken out of the preseason game, I, I, I hurt my knee, and it was. I cried. I'm not gonna lie. I, I shed tears when when the MRI came back and it showed that I had a torn ACL. What happened on the on the play? No, just a like a slight hyperextension of my knee. You know, I didn't even know it at first. Um, did it really quick, and I was like, man, that felt kind of weird. Played a few more plays, like ah. I get it checked out. It was partial, right? So I was like, I get it checked out. It's partial, so there's still some in there holding it together. And like, well, it's solid. It still feels solid. Like, all right, 
I'll go back out there. I don't want to let my teammates down. I'll go back on the field. Ah, just Something just doesn't feel right. So they're like, look, we're not letting you go back in the game, and we'll get you an MRI get the MRI but I'm still feeling good I'm walking around there's no swelling in my knee I'll go home that night I sleep great uh, and I get the news the next morning from the MRI that it's a partial but almost a full ACL tear and I'm like this is I mean a lot of cuss words were said that I won't say on air right now mm-hmm. but it, it was tough yeah uh, so the last four years you've had both these done so you're, you're kind of invincible now right? you Going know 23. <laughs> I'm optimistic all the time and you know that being around me yep. for so long now uh, it's hard to take this smile off my face and that's what I've been telling my wife like really all I did was extend my career I took a year off and my shoulders feel good again my neck feels all right and I got two brand new knees I'm young again right I'm one of the young guys in the locker room yeah. now when it you comes just to took five years off your life <laughs> right exactly. so you're uh, you got a longer career that's exactly. great now the, the free agents list came out this week your name's on it uh, I anticipate your things are gonna move smoothly ahead now have you started to talk about a contract extension yet I haven't talked about a contract extension yet um, but this is where I want to be Jones know this is where I want to be and I am I'm actually not a free agent this year so uh hopefully you know but like i said this is uh this is where i want to be this is home like i said i moved my wife and kids up here right um edmonton is is my second home oh, you're right where i'm I wrong live. what's that you're right i'm wrong your name's not on this list. your name was on the first list i saw but your name's not on this list so okay so you do have it so I, never mind just another stupid question from morley no all. but i seen that you um you guys actually put out we only had like before these signings, we only had like three or four DBs under contract next mm-hmm. year. And I was like, dang, we got, we got some DBs in the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right, you know. Uh, but no, um, Jones and the coaching staff, they've seen my work ethic all year. They know where I'm at health-wise. Um, th- they see what it looks like. And most importantly, this entire building knows that this is home for me. And this organization means everything to myself and my family. So so much so that you moved here this year you made that decision i guess last off season that this was going to be the place you want to live and raise a family and everything tell me about making that decision and why it's important for you to be here in minus 30 degree weather <laughs> yeah uh, how was last week for you was it tough it was tough you're from the seattle area right yeah yeah so it doesn't you get a little it gets a little damp right a little, a little wet but it's still you don't have to wear a toque though right no toques are fashion statements in seattle. exactly they're not necessities. exactly yeah. it's still in the positives when it comes to temperature um so here it, it's been cold but um I, I felt like it was important to move here because you know this city has has given uh given me and my family a lot of opportunity they've welcomed us with open arms and we see people out you know the fans are amazing um the people in the, the city of edmonton are awesome to us um I, I don't have any bad experiences being here in edmonton and there's a lot of opportunity for my girls to grow um and myself and my wife to grow so this has been huge we're a community-owned team and you can feel it you know when when you walk around and um i, I want to be able to be in the community as much as possible and i was starting to realize that if I go home for six months out of the year, that's the most time I'm free, right? That's where my community time gets to come in. So I wanted to be able to spend an off season here and really, like, really fully take in, you know, Edmonton, the city, the fans, the community, get out there as much as possible, train kids, things like that, you know, um, and really be able to do that for the team. You mentioned, uh, is the girls, uh, are they both school age? No, no. Zoe's nine and then Flora's four. Okay, so one's in school. What's that like? How is she enjoying uh, Canadian school life? And are you finding there's a big difference for her? Not, for her age, it's not too much of a difference, right? They haven't got, gotten into anything too crazy. A lot of it's still simple math, things like that, um, which is all the same, right? 
Um, there's some spelling differences. You yeah. know, oh, center, yeah. uh, things color. like that. Color, you got to add next. Yeah. So there's, and then there's the metrics, right? Yeah. The metric system versus Imperial, things like that, that are a little bit different from her. But again, they're so, such a basic level, it's not too hard for her yet. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing uh, is she was really nervous of moving because she's at that age now where she was starting to get friends back home. Man, she's already been up here, and she was talking to her sister the other day. Great big sister, by the way, Zoe is. And Flora was whining about something, and Zoe was like, it's okay, Flora. Remember, I was nervous to move up here, but I've already got best friends at school now. And I'm like, oh, man, so everything's going good. It's smooth. She's got good friends at school already. She's loving Edmonton, so she's our number one fan. She shows up on game day with the chain, the foam finger, the helmet, the jersey, loses her voice. She nice. gets after it. Nice. Uh, all right. Um we talked about uh, what you were doing this off uh, this season. You weren't on the field playing. Uh, you spent some time up in the spotters booth, right? Uh, yeah. What were you doing, and what was that like for you? Just uh, like uh, the instant replays on the big screen, the jumbotron. Um, you know, making sure that you know the coaching staff was able to see certain plays that they want to see over and over again. Yeah. In case they maybe. Were you on the challenge flag decisions? I did. Well, I wasn't in on it, but I was more so like, hey, if there was a questionable call that either went our way or didn't go our way, maybe we should show that a couple more times just yeah. to make sure. Because I don't have the stats in front of me, but I believe last year was the best record Chris Jones has ever had on challenges last Is year. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. He didn't. He doesn't like to throw the flag very often. No. And uh, he often doesn't win challenges when he throws it. But he had he had a pretty good record this year. So. Well, good. Take that. Well, you know. I, I, I'm going to give that to the guys in the replay. Yeah. But I was just up there to help out a little bit. Um, like I said, Jones, he knows what I want to do. I want to, when I get done playing, hopefully not for a few more years, but when I get done playing, I want to coach. I want to be around a sport. I want to scout, coach, train, whatever the case may be, in, in a perfect world to be right here in this organization. And Coach Jones knows that. Um, so when I got hurt, I, I went to him and I said, hey, I, him and G-Roy, give me everything you can to make to help me still feel involved, right? Like, that was part of the mental aspect. That mental hurdle was you can't play, but you can still help out in other ways. So tell me how I can. And a few games into the season, um, it was, hey, you think you can sit up, you know, in the in the replay booth and, and watch from up there and try to help out like yeah absolutely and and you seem pretty valuable in the replay booth because we tried to get you in the radio booth for a game and they wouldn't let you out right <laughs> yeah i would and i would have loved to do that too you know all the opportunities so I, yeah exactly and they were like well yeah yeah like you we said. need you we Ex need you exactly uh, you're talking about chris jones from the challenge flags i see you got the big ring on today uh from 2015 maybe that's the most famous challenge flag he's ever thrown and he had to be talked into that by kenny stafford right, right exactly yeah i remember that I, I definitely remember that and uh like you said he, he can he can be a little stingy with the challenge flag um but that's not always a bad thing either you know, and uh, as long as he wins them and we keep, we win some more great cups, we'll be all right. There you go. All right, we got more with Aaron Grimes coming up. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. We're at the team store uh, for the Elks at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, doors are open. I think fans are inside taking advantage of some great deals right now. As I mentioned earlier, 20% off for everybody, 30% off if you're a season seat holder. Uh, they got some great deals. You can get uh, an autograph from uh, from Aaron Grimes, from Jamin Pelly now, and I think later on today, uh, Jake Serezda and Mike Dubasson. Uh, they won the coin toss. They got to sleep in today, so they'll be in around noon today uh, to sign some. Autograph stores open from 10 till 2 uh, for the uh, uh, fan appreciation sale, which is going on. Some great deals. Come on down and get some autographs, talk some football, and uh, say hi. More with Aaron Grimes when we come back. I'm Morley Scott. This is the Elks This Week on 630 Chat. Now, more football talk on the Elks This Week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. 
here to the top of the clock, just outside the Elks team store at Commonwealth Stadium. In fact, the, they said they're opening at 10. The doors are open now, so if you want to get an early jump, come on down and, and get your pick. Uh, I don't imagine there'll be as much stock at four, uh, 2 o'clock when they close today as there is now because everything is on sale. 20% off everything. If you're a season seat holder, it's 30% off. So some great deals for you here at the Elk Store on their uh, fan appreciation sale. Uh, 10 till 2 today. And as I mentioned, uh, Jamin Pelly and Aaron Grimes here now to sign autographs. Uh, Mike Dubasson, Jake Ceresna a little bit later. We talked with Jamin in the first half hour of the show. Aaron Grimes is uh, with us now in the second half hour of the show. And Aaron's now, of course, uh, an Edmonite as uh, Don King said way back in the day. Uh, uh, member of the community living here off-season with his, with his family family so that's uh that's uh terrific uh and uh, ready to ready to play when uh, when training camp hits it seems like a long time away still eh? training camp that's the worst thing about football is the off season so long eh? it is super long and it does seem so far away but it'll come quick you know we'll be out there and the weather will be much better by that time yeah i can tell people are coming in because we're right by the door here and it got pretty chilly in the last 10 minutes with the door opening and closing if you're coming down they got some uh they got some coffee i don't know if there's hot chocolate over there too or not but they got some uh, they got some tims and they got some donuts so uh it's worth your while to make the stop just for the uh just for the sales alone but uh they got refreshments and goodies here as well aaron grimes uh, joining us here on the elks this week um how do you? What do you know about next year's team already? How how much do you watch? I mean, there's been a lot of signings, and as we talked about uh, earlier in this half hour, some guys have been released yesterday. Uh, a lot of signings. Uh, how do you, much do you watch uh, watch the wire and the transaction list during the offseason? Because let's be honest, a lot of these guys, we didn't know who Aaron Grimes was when when the Elks signed him back in 2013. We know him and love him now, but a lot of these guys, we don't know who they are till they get here and watch them play, right? Right. I imagine players are the same way with other players, right? Absolutely. And then you uh, sometimes you. They, they post a little bit of a bio with the players, so you look into who they are and maybe where they came from, things like that. Um, I don't look too far into it this early um, in the offseason. Uh, maybe around free agency it picks up a little bit, then you start looking a little bit more. Um, but I definitely pay attention, and I see the moves that are made, and um, I think that the organization is, is they're going to try to bring people in the house who can, who can be cornerstones of this franchise, like you said back in 2013. Who would have known? I'd be here 10 years later as a face and a name of the franchise. Um, so some of these guys, they, they could be that next person. And honestly, I'm excited about that because I, I can help show them the way because I can't play forever, although I wish I could. I try to be Even with ready. your bionic knees. Even right? with these brand-new knees I got. I don't think I have 10 more in me, maybe five. Um, but, yeah, it, it's exciting. New faces, um, um, you know, uh, because we, we got to get things going here, obviously. And I know that's the goal, and that's, I know the coaches are out working right now. You know what I mean? They're looking, finding talent. And uh, so that's good to see. Chris Jones, is, I mean, you guys finished on a Friday, I think, this year. It was a uh, uh, locker room cleanup Saturday, and he had exit meetings, I think, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was gone Wednesday yeah. that week before the CFL season was even regular season was even over. He was out scouting. Yep. Uh, and that's one thing about uh, Chris. He's always scouting. Yep. I mean, always scouting, watching tape. He knows everybody that has ever played football. Mm -hmm. He knows their 40 time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, it's really incredible to talk football with him. And I guess that's that kind of... I don't know. He had a long offseason, but he didn't really know what he had. Now he knows what he has in this team, and I think his approach to this offseason is probably a little different than last year. I, I, you know, I definitely think so. He, see, he had a whole season to see what what didn't work and what may have worked or started to work towards the end of the season and how can he build on that momentum we were starting to get and carry it into next year so we don't start back at square one and i do believe that coach jones is good at that right he's going to find pieces to help win football games 
That's what, that's what he wants to do, win football games, bottom line. And uh, you have to appreciate that as a player because at this point in my career, I just want to win. I want to win football games for the Edmonton Elks, and, and that's all I want to do for the next few years. Uh, last time the Elks won at home, you were playing for the BC Lions that mm-hmm. night. That's the night you got hurt, right, yep. I mm-hmm. believe. Mike Riley got hurt in that game too as uh-huh. well. Uh, that's something that obviously – it's it's not like you're you're not trying hard, right? right. It's just things just haven't fallen right at home. Yeah. Um, you got to win some home games, so that's that's pretty evident, and that's probably one of the biggest goals this season is to win a home game as fast as you can when it gets here. Absolutely, it is. Um, you know, we got to obviously give these fans something to come come watch. You know, when we have these home games, so protecting our home turf is you know going to be a top priority, obviously. Um, but one thing I noticed was that. We were starting to get it, right? We were starting to get it. We were getting closer and closer. Now we just have to find a way to win the game and not let the other team do it, right? Um, but we were getting it. We were getting close, and that's one of the things that was driving me crazy last year was not being able to be out there and be that spark and hopefully be, you know, not necessarily the person who makes the play to win the game, but at least, you know, get the guys fired up to make that last play. All right. Uh, Aaron Grimes, man, thanks for your time. Uh, I'm so glad everything's everything's healthy with the knees and your back. And uh, enjoy what's left of the winter in Edmonton. I know you got a trip uh, coming up eventually, so enjoy that. And uh, we'll uh, see you on the field Perfect. Uh, next year. Look forward to it. Enjoy today, too, signing autographs and talking with the fans. Absolutely. Come on down. Come see us. Come check us out. We'll be here until 2 o'clock today. There you go. That's uh, They call him AG. His name's Aaron Grimes. He'll be signing autographs till 2. Then a couple more guys with Jamin Pelly. Uh, then we'll have Mike Dubasson and Jake Resnick coming by as well. Uh, 30% off for season seat holders, 20% off for everybody else. Come on in and get some great deals. Uh, that's the show for this week. Uh, I'm off next week, so Dave Campbell has the show next week. Join him 9.30 next Saturday morning for the Elks this week. Have a great week, everybody. I'm Morley Scott.